This isn't Grandma's radio show. We talk about slobber knocking fights. Grounded pal. Rear naked chokes. Plug your ears if you don't want to hear it. It's coming up next, another brand new episode of Sucker Radio. This is MMA fight music producer Mikey Ruckus, and you are listening to another edition of Sucker Radio with your host, Jeremy Brand. Be sure to catch all your mixed martial arts news and interviews and updates at www.mmasucker.com. I can't believe What is up, fight fans? I am Jeremy Brand, and I am back with another edition of Sucker Radio here on MMASucker.com as well as our good friends over at LastWordOnSports.com. As I always say, make sure you check out both those fantastic sites, whether you're on iTunes or Stitcher, or you're listening to this on LastWordOnSports.com or MMASucka.com. However you are listening to this very podcast right now, make sure you check out both those sites, MMASucka.com as well as LastWordOnSports.com for all your mixed martial arts and sporting needs. Now, sometimes we have great guests. We've had great guests over the past few weeks. Uh, Mayhem Miller last week. Uh, Eye of the Storm, the MMA podcast with Justin Pirro, had Liz Carmouche on earlier this week. So, fight fans, we are in for a different episode this time around. It is just me. It's going to be a solo cast. I'm going to be sitting here. You're going to be listening to my beautiful voice chit-chat about the world of mixed martial arts and what's gone on over the last few weeks. First off, I will shout out one sponsor right off the hop, Fusion Fight Gear. As always, these guys are bringing the best to the game when it comes to licensed fight wear. If you want to be the coolest cat in your gym or on the jiu-jitsu mats in competition, then you need to look no further than Fusion Fight Gear. Their kick-ass designs will help take your Brazilian jiu-jitsu and mixed martial arts game to new heights. Well, at least they'll make you look the part. Where the worlds of Brazilian jiu-jitsu apparel and your favorite official licensed pop culture brands collide... Make sure you check out FusionFightGear.com and let them know MMA Sucker or Sucker Radio sent you. So it's an interesting week. Uh, Daniel Cormier, we found out on Friday that he had pulled out of his UFC 197 main event against John Jones due to injury and uh, really sucked. Everyone was worried that no one would be fighting John Jones. Um... They thought maybe they'd hold out until UFC 200 to to put this fight back on because DC is the champ and John Jones wants that title back. So people thought that that was what was going to happen. And guess what? That is not the case. You guys know now, if you are mixed martial arts fans, which you should be because you're listening to this very podcast right now, that John Jones is taking on none other than Ovent St. Prue. I believe he's ranked number six in the light heavyweight division. A lot of people were scratching their heads at this because they thought, you know, Anthony Rumble Johnson would be the guy to step in against John Jones because that's the fight that makes sense. But I guess medical clearance was holding him back and everyone else in the top five either had fight booked or they uh, are injured like Daniel Cormier. So he is fighting Ovin St. Preux and 
John Jones came in as a plus 675 favorite. Um, as of Sunday, he was a plus 800 favorite with Ovin St. Preux being a minus five or yeah, other way around a minus 800 favorite Ovin St. Preux a plus 575 underdog or plus 600 underdog. And whenever you're listening to this, the odds may have changed. Um, I had them flip flop there, but needless to say, John Jones is a big underdog or a big favorite. And the thing that happens is, is as more people are betting on him, the higher those odds are going to go and the spread is going to be much further. So if, if you think Jones is going to demolish him, then you're going to want to get in there when, when the odds are at what they're at now, because I, I, needless to say, as I said, I think they're going to split even more than they already are. But if you're going to want to make a buck because Ovin St. Preux has sort of an awkward sort of game, uh, throws from weird angles, uh, doesn't come straight at you. I, I'm not saying I, I'd pick him by any means, but if you're a guy who or a gal who wants to try and make some money, then maybe picking the underdog in this one isn't such a bad idea. Another crappy sort of thing that went on this past week was we found out that Khabib Nurmagomedov will not be returning in his upcoming fight against Tony Ferguson, and it's not his fault this time. Unfortunately, Ferguson has pulled out of the fight due to injury, and now Nurmagomedov has no one to fight. This guy has been out of action. I don't even remember his fighting style. Needless to say, I don't remember how the guy fights anymore. We haven't seen him inside the octagon in so long that he's become sort of a figment of our imagination. And it sucks because there were offers on the table to fight this guy, Donald Cerrone, um... Rafael Dos Anjos wants to fight Khabib at UFC 200. I'm not saying that we want to see them fight right now, but that is a heck of a fight to make. Um, even BJ Penn came out and said that he would like to fight Khabib. So, who knows? That fight is not taking place anymore. And what that means is that the main event is now Glover Teixeira versus Rashad Evans. Two guys in that light heavyweight division that are looking to get a shot at either Daniel Cormier or John Jones. As I said, Daniel Cormier, the John Jones fight is for an interim title against Ovin St. Preux. Now, I can't see uh, the winner of Glover or Rashad getting in there with the interim champ. That uh, title is going to have to be solidified and unified and whatever kind of fight you want before one of those guys gets in there. Earlier this week, it was announced that The Ultimate Fighter is returning for a 24th season. Uh, Many of you people, I'm sure, are saying, why? Why, oh why, are they coming back with another season? Well, this one is a bit of an interesting take. They're looking for flyweights. They're looking for contenders in a division where Demetrius Johnson has cleaned house. He is, yes, he's taking on Henry Cejudo next. But once he beats him... There's basically no one else in that pecking order. Uh, there's some Japanese fighters that the UFC don't have under contract that he could fight against. But maybe that's where this ultimate fighter comes into play. And guess what? The winner of the season will get a shot at the 125-pound champion at the end of the year. What do you think of that? Like, it, Is this a great ploy for the ultimate fighter? Is this something that... 
that fans are going to get behind because they know that the winner of this gets a title shot, sort of like the comeback season where Matt Sarah was in there and, and he won that season. He got a crack at George St. Pierre and no one thought he was going to do what he did to GSP. And look at that. He had the belt around his waist after that fight. He, he finished him. He TKO'd him. And Matt Sarah was crowned champion after winning the Ultimate Fighter after thinking that he was all but done. It was the comeback season. This was a season where guys were not supposed to be in there anymore. So is that could that be the thing that happens with the Ultimate Fighter 24? Everyone is overlooking this guy that's coming in there and, and being the flyweight winner of the season, going in there against Demetrius Johnson. It is, it's not a comeback season because these guys have never been in the UFC, but it's sort of that same style where, you know, a guy goes through a season and he gets a crack at the belt. The odds, not from betting standpoint, but the odds are in his favor because he's got nothing to lose. The winner of the show has everything to gain. He's he's in the UFC at that point. He's gained the six-figure contract, if that's the case for this one. And he's gained a title shot against either Demetrius Johnson or Henry Cejudo in December. How freaking awesome would that be for a guy to come into the house, win the show, and then... I highly doubt it's going to be the main event of a pay-per-view because we all know how those ones go, but heck, it could be the co-main event. It could be a main event of a fight pass card or a UFC on Fox. Uh, We don't know where it's going to take place, but God, it's super cool. (laughs) I mean, you can't complain about the fact that they're trying to shift things up a little bit, and uh, I really, really dig it. So that's pretty much the news from this past week. Um, This upcoming weekend, we've got UFC Fight Night 86 on Sunday from Zagreb, Croatia. And I'll get into that in just a little bit. But I'd like to thank a sponsor again before we get into that. Floathouse.ca. Do you need a getaway for 90 minutes without traveling? Well, then Floathouse has you covered with a number of locations in British Columbia Floathouse will have you feeling revived in less time than most feature films. Whether you need to relax, visualize, deal with pain management, meditate, heal your body, or just plain old want to rest, check out floathouse.ca for all your sensory deprivation tank information. Discover how floating can benefit your mind, body, and soul for just $39 a month. Make sure you check out floathouse.ca once again, let them know MMA Saka or Saka Radio were the people that sent you. So UFC Fight Night 86 goes down in Croatia. The main event, two heavyweight contenders pecking at the door of the championship. These guys want to get a shot at the champion. Who knows who that will be after Fabricio Verdum and Cain Velasquez get it on. Or Stipe Miocic, I mean, not Cain Velasquez. Oops. Thinking elsewhere there. But yeah, Ben Rothwell and Junior Dos Santos head to the octagon to do battle. Now this one, I think after the past few fights that JDS has had, he is not the same fighter as he was when he had that belt around his waist. He is not the same fighter that knocked out Cain Velasquez in just seconds on the very first UFC on Fox card. He is not that guy. 
He has been in some serious wars inside that octagon. And this is going to be an interesting one against Ben Rothwell because he's a guy that's been around the block more than one time. Actually, more than two times. He is a true veteran of this sport. And he's a guy that has been able to get it done when many people didn't think he would. In his last fight, he got a go-go choke against Josh Barnett, a guy that you didn't think he was going to be able to tap out. Ben Rothwell seems to keep getting the job done. Will he be able to do that against Juno Dos Santos? Who knows? But if he does, then he shouldn't fight anymore unless it is for a title because he's gotten his way up there. Now, this is a fight card. It's going to go down on Sunday morning or afternoon, wherever you are. If you're in North America, if you're on the West Coast, then it's an early one. The preliminary card on UFC Fight Pass kicks off at 7.30 a.m. Pacific Time, 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time, followed by the Fox Sports 1 preliminary card at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, noon, no, 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time, and then again on Fox Sports 1 or TSN, wherever you are, whether you're in Canada or the United States, 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time. So, interesting, interesting fight card. A lot of guys that um, are products of the country or the European side of things. Uh, We've also got on the main card, it's a six-fight main card, we've got Gabriel Gonzaga versus Derek Lewis, another heavyweight battle. Curtis Bladis versus Francis Naganu. That guy had a hell of a performance in his last outing inside the octagon. Timothy, sorry there, Timothy Johnson versus Marcin Tibura. Jan Blakowicz versus Igor Pokrajic, who for some reason I thought he had retired, but I guess that was over my head, and he's back in there against Jan Blakowicz. Marina Moroz returns to the octagon versus Christina Stanchu. That's the main card. Six fights. Fox Sports 1 from the Zagreb Arena in Zagreb, Croatia. The UFC making a stop in Eastern Europe. Should be fun. It's, uh, as I said, Sunday. And uh, we will see how that one goes down. Not a heck of a lot more to talk about on this episode. It was a wham-bam, thank-you-ma'am, doozy kind of show. Um, but a few things to touch on that aren't really news related. Uh, they are a little bit, it's, it's not like breaking or, uh, the fact that someone was injured or anything like that. But before I get to that, let me thank True North Screen Printing. Does your company need to look the part with corporate t-shirts or hoodies? Do you want your buddies to have matching hats for a big bachelor party gig? Or do you just want to make a kick-ass t-shirt that you think will sell to the masses. Vancouver's True North Screen Printing offers a diverse creative opportunity with quality workmanship at a reasonable price. If you need help along the way, the staff are there to guide you step-by-step. True North Screen Printing specializes in screen printing, embroidery, and laser cutting, meaning you can get shit etched on glasses and uh, awesome t-shirts, hoodies, hats, if you're a sports team, you need jerseys done, they can do it all. So to get the best in-house production in the city, check out truenorthscreenprinting.ca and tell them MMA Sucka sent you. Once again, that's truenorthscreenprinting.ca for all your clothing and screen printing needs. 
Now, I read on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, Michael Bisping, on his uh, social media that he was going to be in Toronto for about three months or the unforeseeable future. And uh, I was wondering why. Well, we found out today why exactly that was. We knew a few days ago that he was filming a movie. We didn't know exactly which movie it was, but he is going to be in the Triple X sequel with Vin Diesel. How cool is that? Uh, it's gonna. I guess it's going to uh, land or launch or whatever you want in theaters in 2017, but Bisping hitting the silver screen with Vin Diesel. Pretty cool. Good on him, man. I mean, he's got a pot or a radio show on Sirius now. He just beat the shit out of Anderson Silva. Well, he got his face beaten in, but he won the fight against Anderson Silva. And now he's going to be taking some battery probably in the Triple X sequel with Vin Diesel. So that's pretty cool. Now, as I said, because of the Tony Ferguson and, uh, you know, he's been removed from the fight card with Habib Nurmagomedov, well, Cub Swanson versus Hakran Diaz shifts from the prelims to the UFC on Fox 19 made card opener. So congratulations to those two guys. Something that, uh, you know, for the past little while, the word on the street was dot out 5,000 after his fight with Kimbo Slice was hospitalized and, you know, he had major issues and he was inside the, the hospital for some time and you know, a lot of people were laughing at that fight and thinking that, oh my God, what the hell are these two guys doing inside the cage? Well, guess what? Dada 5000 shouldn't have been in the cage. He claims that he suffered two heart attacks in the cage while he was fighting Kimbo Slice. Now tell me whether you think that is safe. The guy could have bloody died. How bad would that have been for the sport of mixed martial arts in a time where it's growing Heck, the New York State has just approved that mixed martial arts is now legal and we go backwards with this guy who's a backyard brawler. A guy who who had a, a film made after him that was great. It was a fantastic film that did really well. But the guy is a brawler. He's a backyard cage fighter. Not even a, in the cage. He's a backyard fighter like Kimbo Slice started out as. But at least Kimbo went... You know, he went down to Florida to American Top Team and and he's training with actual fighters. He's getting in there and he's getting his ass kicked in the gym and he's trying to become a better fighter. He looked like crap in that fight too. Don't get me wrong. He he looked like absolute junk because a lot of people thought he would beat him in the first first minute of that fight or however long, but they they didn't expect it to go a full 3 rounds and by the end of it both guys were just exhausted and it, it was just, it was a circus act. But a circus act that shouldn't have had a guy suffer two heart attacks inside of a cage at Bellator 149. Ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Now, yes, he did have medical troubles. You know, he was escorted out. He was on a stretcher. And, and we do feel bad about that. You got it. You got to feel for the guy that that he's being hauled to the hospital, and and this is in a sport that we love, and that that kind of stuff shouldn't happen. But guess what? It did, and we don't need that kind of stuff inside our mixed martial arts cages. We do not need that. It, it's absolutely ridiculous. So, please, 
If any of you promoters out there are listening to this, who knows if you are, but stop putting on these circus fights. We don't need them. We found out a bit, I mean, it's not a huge circus fight, but at Dynamite 2, Bellator, we've got Quinton Rampage Jackson returning to the cage against Satoshi Ishii, which, I mean, these are two guys past their prime, but if, I don't know, it's an, it's it's sort of a nostalgia kind of fight. It's it's not as far beyond as as the Hoist Gracie and Ken Shamrock, but these guys are not in their prime. They're not two guys that we want to see crack each other in the skull and and potentially get a title shot after it because not, neither of these guys are are in the prime of their career. We don't need to see that. It's not something that I don't know. It's a cool fight. As I said, a nostalgia fight. It's something that I'm going to tune into because Dynamite 1 was pretty cool. It was a rather interesting setup with the the cage and, and the kickboxing and whatnot. And, and it, I don't know whether that's the route they're going to go with this one. I'm sure they are because, it, I don't know, it's the Dynamite show. But if these are the kind of fights that they're going to have on that card, if this tentpole event is going to be spectacle-based fights then come on, Bellator. Come on, Scott Coker. Let's, let's, I don't know, man. We we got a Bellator fighter coming up next week on the show. I'm going to tease that a little bit, but I want them to do better than this. I want to see their prospects. I want to see them get their young up-and-coming fighters out there on these cards and really prove that they're the number two promotion out there. That's just a rant on my part. Uh, Invicta 17 has added a title fight to their show. Livia Renata Souza will take on Angela Hill at next month's Invicta FC 17 event. Now, I wanted to talk about a local promotion, Battlefield Fight League. They're doing something interesting for their May 7th show, Battlefield Fight League 43, BFL 43, as we like to call it up here. It's going down at the Hard Rock Casino in Coquitlam, BC, and I've been a part of this show. I've been uh, helping them get some fights together. Not mixed martial arts fights, however. I don't know if you've noticed, but if you follow me on social media, I I tend to post a lot about Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. I'm big back into it. I've been training in the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu scene for some years now, but I'm back. I'm addicted to it again. I Almost a purple belt. uh, Longest running blue belt, I think. Uh, But yeah, so I'm right back into it. And something that we're doing for this Battlefield event, I was asked by Jay Golshani, the president, to help him find some grappling matches, and that I did. He put together a few here, but I helped him. Uh, him and his brother, Jamat Golshani, we, we both came up with some fantastic grappling matches for this event. And if you guys want to get out there and watch some guys, um, man, I'm so excited for this. It's it's pretty damn cool. Now the match that Jay put together is is a great one, and it's a rematch: Micah Breakfield versus Saeed Mirzai. These guys grappled at at a show down at uh, Robson Square, and Saeed actually tapped Micah out, which a lot of people underestimated Saeed in that grappling match. So this one's a rematch. That wasn't one of the ones that we put together. I didn't put that one together, but there's three that I'm very very excited about that I had a hand in. Uh, Matt Kwan versus Kabir Bath. This one is going to be super exciting. It's headlining the undercard 
Yes, you got that right. A grappling match. Not a mixed martial arts match, but a grappling match is going to finish off the undercard. How cool is that? The preliminary card is being headlined by a grappling match between these two brown belts at 175 pounds. It's going to be epic. Um, Also, a hand I had in was Clint Cooper versus Dion Wu. These two are purple belts. That's going to be a fantastic match as well. And then another pair of purple belts, Jordy Roy from uh, Budo Mixed Martial Arts or Budo Jiu-Jitsu is taking on Brody Dab of East Van BJJ. Cobrina, this kid, Brody Dab, I don't know if you know who he is, but we did an interview with him over at MMA Sucka's YouTube page. He's the next big thing in the grappling scene in uh, British Columbia. So it's a big, big match for Jordy. But at the same time, it's a huge match for Brody as well because he's on a platform here where he's got to perform in front of the battlefield fans. We're sort of trying to, you know, we're trying to bring in the grappling scene as well. But these guys are going to be in there inside a cage. They're not on the grappling mats. It's going to be a different sort of scenario for them. So if you want to check out the whole grappling thing, the rules are up on the Battlefield Fight League website at battlefieldfl.com. You can check them out. And if your school or anyone at your club wants to get involved in this and grapple on an upcoming BFL card, there's an application over there as well. So that's something that I'm super excited about. On the same day as that, May 7th, there's an event coming up here to Vancouver as well called Ellis Mania. I'm not sure if you know what this is, but Jason Ellis from down in uh, California of the Ellis Show the Jason Ellis show on Sirius XM, Sirius Faction. Um, they're putting on an Ellis Mania up here in Vancouver. Him and uh, Dave Boyce from the Voice Boy Show and This Voice Life, also the owner of RDS, Red Dragon Apparel, are putting on this event, and it's going to be epic. If you have never seen an Ellis Mania event, make sure you go to YouTube, type in Ellis Mania, and, and these... Now, when I talk about Bellator having spectacle events or spectacle matches, that's a long shot compared to these guys. They got stuff like pinata fights where you have to you have to protect the pinata in the cage and you're still getting or in the ring and you're still getting punched. They have musical chairs fights where if you don't sit down, if you're one of two people that doesn't sit down in a in a chair while the when the music stops, you gotta fight each other. This one is a spectacle. So just Google Ellis Mania Vancouver, and uh, if there are tickets still available, check it out because it's definitely one that you're going to want to see. That's enough rambling from me. I'd just like to finish the show by saying thanks to bckimonos.ca as well as proambelts.com. If you need anything championship belt related, if you want to wear one of these awesome belts out to the club, in the bedroom, wherever you want to wear a championship belt, these guys have you covered. So check them out at proambelts.com and let them know that MMA Sucka sent you. So as always, make sure you check out MMA Sucka on Facebook. Follow it on Twitter at MMA Sucka. Follow myself on Twitter at MMA Sucka and at JeremyBrand604. Also, make sure you know I don't say this enough on the show. And uh, it, it got me thinking because I was listening to the Eye of the Storm MMA podcast and I heard Justin say it on his show. Um, when Nick Baldwin helped me out and he hosted the show, he said it. 
And I know I don't say it enough, but at the end of the show, I, I guess I should say that make sure you head on over to iTunes or Stitcher and, and like the show or rate the show and subscribe and do all that other fancy stuff because it really does help us out. It pushes Sucker Radio up the charts and it's good for when we're trying to get sponsors and advertisers and all that other stuff. So if you've listened to the show for this long, make sure you subscribe to us on iTunes, rate us. Whether you give me one star or five stars, I could really care less, but just do it because it all it all helps out. If you give me one star, at least tell me why you're giving the show one star because I'd like to hear what I can do better and what I can bring to the table the next time out to make you guys want to listen more. So yeah, head on over to iTunes and Stitcher, rate, subscribe, and uh, follow the show over there. So as I said, next week we will have a Bellator fighter. Not sure who else we're going to have on the show, but there will be guests. It will not be a solo podcast. This one was fun, though. I had fun chatting with you guys. I hope you had fun listening. And like always, I'm out. Radio, sucker, sucker, radio. Come and listen, it's about that time. Yes, download the show or you can stream online. It's the radio, it's the, it's the radio, sucker, sucker, radio. It's the radio, it's the, it's the radio, sucker, sucker, radio. It's the radio, it's the, it's the radio, sucker, sucker, radio. Come and listen, it's about that time. Yes, download the show or you can stream online. Out.